0: I know Um, I bought a huge from some guy he's like a semi-pro all right everybody welcome to church all right this is my call to people in the hallway in the lobby getting their coffee, getting their donuts. So I decided to mix it up today. We got a banjo today, as you can tell. Um, I don't know if this has anything to do with Mother's Day. I don't think it does at all. Um, so some uh, quick banjo jokes. Banjos are like children because you they're really loud and um, um, You you can't tell a a banjo player to shut up because they just keep on playing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Children do that. All right. Let's see what we can do here. Thank you, God, that we can be here, that we can praise you. And uh, thank you for for our church. Amen. if you guys want to stand up, you can. Here we go.
1: Jesus paid it off. I hear the Savior say that stray. indeed need a small child to weed. Forever, encountered the goodness, felt the truth and the power. I've been saved by Jesus, praise Him forever.
2: Morning to you all. Um, I was in Nashville last week, and our uh, our band would fit right in in most of those psychobilly pubs down there. Heard some good bluegrass music, um, but didn't have the uh, uplifting lyrical content. We'll say so. This morning we want to take a moment and just give praise and highlight where we saw God at work this week. And I know that Harvey has a story, but if somebody else has a story, we want to make time to hear from you so you can raise your hand. I'm going to start with Harvey back here on the left. So have you seen God at work this week around you? Give your attention here to Harvey.
3: Thank you. Good morning. How many of you attended the National Day of Prayer last week? Anybody? If you haven't, you might want to consider that for next year. So, I'm at home getting ready to go to the National Day of Prayer, and I begin singing in the garden. You know, I come to the garden. I don't know why I picked in the garden. I'm a born-again American Baptist. And I know over 200 hymns, but I'm singing in the garden. So I finish getting dressed and I go over to the high school gym where they're going to have the event. I go in and I shake hands with the seven pastors that are going to pray. And I sit down and I looked up and the piano player is playing in the garden. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe that's it. I believe God has got something in store, and so I get in the car and go home, and I'm having a conversation with God. I have a lot of conversations with God, you know, without all the these and thous. but as of this morning, <laughs> uh, I haven't found out yet what God has got in store for me, but it's, it's coming. So, when you have that feeling uh, talk to God. Find out what's going on, but, uh, you know, it, it's in God's time, not in Harvey Curley's time, or even though I, I'm a triple A, and I get excited quite quickly, so um, let's pray for that. That's my story. Amen.
2: I see a hand in the front there, coming your way.
4: Your friend. Um, So yesterday I went to a climbing comp in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was really nervous for the comp because it was regionals and it determined if I was gonna go and move up to divisionals. And so I was really nervous and I thought that God really spoke to me. And then when I was climbing my first route, I was really, really nervous because there were a bunch of other girls who were like, who I thought were much better than me, and then um, I was really shaky before getting on my first route, and then I felt like God spoke to me and told me to just do my best and to, like, calm down and just um, do it, and however you climb will be good enough, and then I ended up actually topping the route, so.
2: I see a hand in the back. You guys are... Oh, OK, I'm going to stop here first, catch my breath, and then go back there.
5: Happens at a certain age, honey. Huh? <laughs> I'm Sharon. Uh, uh, back in December, when I had my knee surgery, I was in need of a cleaning lady. And so I prayed. And um, next day on Nextdoor social media popped up an ad for this woman who was looking for cleaning jobs in Roseville. And so I contacted her and she came and she was awesome. If you ever need a cleaning lady, but it turned out she was a sister in Christ and we had good fellowship. Um, I always tried to stay home while she was there just so we could hang out. <laughs> anyway, last Sunday when our speakers said, take a moment of silence and think, see what, you know, see who God brings to mind the name Danielle popped into my mind and I hadn't talked to her for quite a while. So I contacted her. Sure enough, she was having one of those weeks when she'd injured herself, couldn't work. She um, was having a lot of family issues that were really, really bringing her down. So we had um, prayer exchange online and just, you know, God is good. So providing for me and then you know everything goes around and comes around, right? So listen to those urges.
2: Yeah, awesome. All right, going to the back here, I'll, and I'll come to you, Deb. After. All right, Bethany.
6: Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. So. So i've got two praises today, and one of them is me and Ryan have both of our beautiful moms on this mother day mother's day and, as you guys know that's a big deal. And mama movius is hiking again she's riding bike again she's able to do anything she wants and she's connected into the women's groups at her church so seeing her not only recover and not only. Hopefully, have kidneys, have good have good kidney function, and be doing all the things that she loves to do. Praise God for that. And this week, my mom's sister, my aunt Linda, she's in her mid to late seventies. She and her best friend, my aunt Judy, got into a severe car crash, and the car was just crunched, absolutely totaled. And they're like we just felt God's peace and we knew it was going to be okay and they walked away with a little bit of bleeding and like a broken wrist and uh, their bruised head to toe but they're alive and they almost took Aunt Judy's car which is older and not as well protected but when they got this new car my uncle put all the protection all the airbags everything he could to keep her safe and if they hadn't had this car if they had taken another the car they would have gone home and my aunt let said oh I'll drive and because of that they're here with us so Praise God.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Bethany. I'm behind you, sorry. Here, Deb.
4: Good morning, church family. I'm Deb McCormick, and um, I saw God um, in my son-in-law on Friday. He it was, you um, he's advanced and teaches in Krav Maga, which is, um, if you don't know what it is, uh, um, hmm? Israeli self-defense. Thank you, Marie. There you go. (laughs) But it is, it's um, that he went from level four to level five. And the, the, it's a five-hour test. It's non-stop. And it's just phenomenal how God makes the human body, what he could do. And then he got up the next day and worked out again for three hours. So it's just um, his example to his students and just um I just praise God for how He makes us it's amazing
2: Anyone else oh got another one in the front
4: So since I play soccer a lot. Um and I've played defense. When I stopped the ball, it's been really hurting my feet and it's been really hurting, but like in in yesterday's soccer game, I really felt God's healing because I was able to score the first goal in soccer and they're feeling better today.
2: All right, is that it? All right. Pray with me. God, we thank you for the way that you show your care and your love in so many different ways. And so we just pause and we give thanks and we give gratitude uh, for what you do that only you can do. And help us to have eyes to see and hearts and mouths that are quick to turn to give praise where it's due. And so we say, Thank you, God, for your mercy, for your love, for your care. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Everyone
0: wants to get up one more time. One last song, all right?
7: Good morning, everybody. My name is Manya, and I get to do your announcements today. So please take a moment to let us know you're here by either filling out the digital connection card on our website or the physical green card in your pew, fellow little green rectangle. If you're new to Genesis, text new to Genesis, all one word, to And then we'll respond to you and be like, we're so glad you were here um all right you can put your physical green card or your offering in the brown box that is at the back of the sanctuary um if you have brought offering with you if you give online or through text that's also awesome thank you uh next do we have a donation opportunity may the 21st which is next weekend joy thrift is our newest compassion partner they are a christian resale store in Hamtramck. Um, This is what they say about the city hamtramck is a unique city, they say it's the world in two square miles because it's a small square city surrounded by Detroit. With residents who immigrated here from all over the world, many don't know it, but it is the most densely populated city in Michigan around 47% of the population falls below the national poverty line and many walk because they can't afford vehicles. Um, As a compassion partner, we are collecting decent gently used items that you wouldn't mind parting with and donating to joy thrift see the listed items are we where are we seeing these listed items. Behind me on the screen. Um, Good job somebody so I, I heard that maybe we were donating things on Saturday, as well as Sunday is that true. Okay, so maybe you'll text that out or something. Great. You can bring those things with you next Sunday to church. Maybe you can bring them Saturday afternoon. So like Saturday morning, get up, clean and purge, do all that spring cleaning, and then bring things over. Um, Nothing huge, please, because we're not going to get it there. But you could later call those guys up and take it to them yourself. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Okay. So... You all been sitting here for a while. Well, here's what I want to know. Can you stand up if you've ever been to Camp Lael? Oh, look at that. Those of you who are sitting are missing out. So, Memorial Day weekend, y'all can sit. Memorial Day weekend, this church takes over what is otherwise a Christian summer camp, and we just camp. There's no programming, we just hang out. And so it's perfect for your introverts. They can hang out and then go take a walk in the woods and ignore people. It's perfect for your extroverts because they can stay at the beach and have people all the time. Whether you've got kids or you don't have kids, it's amazing and fabulous. Um, The thing that I love, if you've got small kids and you're like, I don't know if I can make that work, is that there's so many eyes at the beach that it really goes so much easier than just taking your family to the beach for the day. Um, so there are still cabins available. You can pitch a tent. You can bring your camper. You should come and hang out with us Nod your heads. Totally. Yes, it should do that If you're like that sounds completely overwhelming and I don't know you guys yet You can just come up for the day So Saturday or Sunday just come up spend the day at the beach with us hang out your bring, bring your food Etc. If you have questions, I will be around here. Come and ask me after church Good I think so. I think that was my last announcement. Um, If you're going to Camp Leal, come see me about details and paying and all of those kinds of things. And middle schoolers, you may adios. Everybody else, you may chat with each other. And oh, no, I'm sorry, that is a lie. Everybody else. This is Amy.
8: Good morning, Genesis. I'm Amy, um, I just wanted to offer a little bit of acknowledgement and encouragement on this Mother's Day. So I have a sweet poem by Amy Young that is pretty inclusive, whether you're a mom or just a nurturer in this community. So to those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, that's me, we appreciate you. (laughs) To those who are overwhelmed by the constant noise and demands of their people, yet simultaneously underwhelmed by the monotony of their daily routine, we validate your tension. To those who experienced a loss this year through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you to those who walk the hard path of infertility fraught with pokes prods tears and disappointment we walk with you forgive us when we say foolish things we do not mean to make this harder than it is to those who are foster moms second moms bonus moms mentor moms and spiritual moms we need you to those who have warm and close relationships with their children we celebrate with you To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mother this year, we grieve with you. To those who have experienced abuse at the hands of your mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember and honor and just are grateful for you. Happy Mother's Day to you, all of you, wherever you fit into the spectrum of motherhood and into God's plan for all our young people in our community. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Your Mother's Day is not neutral. And so we bring our experiences with us from that which has challenged us and the heartache that we carry to also the joy and it's okay for us to be in this space with both. And so Amy represented much of the heavy, and Andrew is gonna represent much of the joy. So Andrew, we invite you to take the stage. For everyone out there, you're welcome to stand, to clap, to dance. If you do need to use the restroom, this is also the connection time. But Andrew is wearing his Shania Twain shirt. So that should give you a hint about what's about to happen. So give a hand for Amy and for Andrew.
4: Hey, Betsy. Naviable. Hey, not It's my request. Chris. Hey, Gary. Woo! Mmm. Uh uh. Yeah, yeah, we Go, stop, don't man work my kids. My my son, my Oh uh, honey, the me honey. me 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 Honey, yeah, yeah, Mr. Green, honey, me, me, give me, yeah, see me, get, uh, come on, hey. honey, I'm home, home, let me see you right here now. I miss you, I connect you, yeah, yeah, Nothing like my friend. Song it was Me honey, on my way. At the play, me holding Me on my way. And I think it's happy birthday. Me, sweet birthday. Honey me hot, make hot, day Make me, woo me, 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 make me, me, I'm at church every year. Uh, we did Monday Honey Home last year. Huh, that's a really much but no. I love you both, we need anybody, and Happy Monday Day! Woo! And we are 23. I see next year.
9: Well, thank you, Jesus. I was tempted to do a high kick, but we would all be in trouble, and I would probably have to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, So um, we do have, um, we got a table set up in the lobby with some succulents and some herbs. So depending if you're a pragmatic person, and you want an herb to take with you, or you're like, non-pragmatic and want to care for nothing, the succulent will live on its own, um, and we, we offer those in honor of Mother's Day. I have 80 of them, and we need them to go, and so if anyone can take one, so if you're a mom, if you're a, in all the aspects of mothering as we did, and if you have a mother or someone who's doing that, take one as well, so we have, a, we have enough, depending on what you want. In there, um, I know that some people do not like cilantro because it tastes like soap, and so there's basil and spearmint. If you're like, you know what? I need spearmint or the succulent. So grab, grab one of those. We need those to go. So whoever's last here gets to take them all. But with that in mind, hey, uh, glad that you're here this morning. Uh, we are following the Revised Common Lectionary, which is a reading plan. It's a historic reading plan that goes through the Gospels, and a number of different types of churches engage in this pattern in the life of Jesus, and this is post-Easter. All of these stories based on the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Jesus, in light of it, the significance of it. And so this morning we're picking up in John 14 for the significance of the resurrection and the promise of it through Jesus. Um, I love the stories that we heard this morning I love having our middle schoolers sharing their experiences of hearing God and experience the goodness of God we had a lot of stories of winning today (laughs) but in reality we have winners and we have losers but God is with us in the midst of them all and so we sometimes just hear the stories of winning but we may be coming in and saying I feel like I'm leaning more towards losing uh, in the things of life than, than winning. Or maybe you feel neutral. But the beautiful hope and the truth of that this morning is that Jesus is with us in the midst of our winning and our losing. And it is, that, is, uh, that is our hope and our strength. So Father, in the light of the context of life, which is crazy, and in here, in this small pocket of people, we probably collectively among us carry all sorts of individual hardships, joys, and expressions, from the deepest joys to the deepest pains, the deepest insecurities and uh, and the coming longings, all of it. And maybe we feel like we carry it all just among ourselves, and one individual carrying so much of ideas and thoughts of winning and losing. So, Father, we pause. We come together, and in our gathering, you are the God who reminds us and breathes upon us and tells us you dwell with us. And so we open our eyes and open our ears to be reminded of that beautiful truth. We are not alone. And we're reminded that by looking at the people here, but also by sensing and seeing you alive and work right now. Thank you God amen so the text for this morning is John fourteen and uh, it's verses fifteen to twenty one but I want to um, I want to back up a little bit and just read the first part of John just for a bit of a, a little bit of lead-in. I think it's uh, some significant ideas. That's the hard part with any kind of story in the life of Jesus. There's always a context. There's always more story that's being built into it um, in order to give the full expression. But I'm, I'm going to read a couple of passages this morning here in John 14. I'm going to read the beginning of John 14 and then jump to the, the, the specific text that we have for this morning. And this is John 14, just in verses 1 to 4, and then we're going to jump to 15. And it says this. This is Jesus speaking here. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Know the way to the place where I'm going. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. That's our text for this morning, and I want to jump to the beginning of this, where Jesus is telling them, Don't be troubled. Trust in me. You trust in God. Trust in me. And then in verse 2, My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there and to prepare a place for you? This, um, this, these words of Jesus right in here have been a concept, or at least a concept that has come to my mind. Some versions even say, My Father's house has many rooms, like a mansion. And I go to prepare a place for you. And so for many of us, we read that. And the concept that comes to our mind is heaven. Like these, these mansion dwelling places of God. A future place that God has for us. And I can remember that, being, that concept being really powerful for me. My parents were divorced. And I can, I can remember when we'd go to certain family's house, there really wasn't a place that was set up for me, so I always just felt like a guest there, you know, so like like not a spot. It's like I remember reading this text and thinking about, oh, here's this place designed for you, and it brought great comfort and hope. But I was shared a different concept in the way to read this that I'm beginning to find um, the concept to be a little bit bigger and interesting where it shapes the whole text. It's another way to see it, potentially. And so let me share that version with you. Translation is always about these idea concepts that shape the text to what we bring into it. But what if this text says this? Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, but also believe in me. My father's household has many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you to prepare, to prepare a place for you. My father's household has many dwelling places these are both ways that you can translate this text and father john bear says oh when john is talking about house he's not talking about a place he's talking about a house of a family this is what god is looking to do it's it's not future there is a future promise there is a resurrection there is life where jesus would that so this isn't undermining this truth but potentially it's saying something else i my father has a household with many dwelling places and i go to prepare a place for you where you would be one of those dwelling places in jesus i think in essence what this could be saying more so than a future destination of your own little room in god's mansion it could be that we collectively are the dwelling place of god where god is longing to dwell in us making a place in him for us a union with god that's what this text is driving to, union with God, that we are with God and God is with us. And I find that, I was like, oh, because the truth be told, as I even apply my context with my story, what if my family had made a space for me in their house, but yet I still didn't have connection? Would I have said that was enough? Did any of you have places and rooms decorated for you, but no connection in your home? No real intimacy and vibrancy. And if that's your story, you know the wound that that brings, and that is not enough. (laughs) That's trauma. And it's like, oh, what I and what you and what all of us were made for was connection union with god oneness with god that we would be included in the beauty and the goodness of god and god would be in us living with us and saying this is not something that you need to wait for and muscle your way through life this is something for you right now let me let me be in you and love you let's be one let's participate in this life of god now as a gift and i want to throw that out as a concept and a way now to begin reading in John 14, verse 15, And am going to pull it there and that God is, is crying out for union. Let's read this again in 15. If you love me, keep my commands and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Union, spirit of truth. The world can't see him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you will know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. This is immediate. I will come to you. Jesus is talking about his death and his resurrection. He is leaving. He dies in the self-giving love. He is buried, and he is raised from the dead. and And the Spirit of God is poured out on all of humanity saying, you are not orphaned. You have a family. My uh, yesterday, Carmel's great or Carmel's aunt—they were doing her funeral—and she adopted five kids, all with um, different kinds of neurodivergence and special needs. And each time that we adopted our children, she would text Carmel, and she was like, "Oh, adoption—that is your kids getting you, that, where where kids get inheritance and family." They get the rights of family. And she would say, that is salvation. That's what it is to be a part of a household. You get it all of God. I will not leave you as orphans. You are not alone. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. Jesus is talking about his death. But you will see me. Seeing of the Spirit of God moving. And this morning, we've had people sharing stories. What were they talking about? They were talking about seeing the active love and persistence of God, of Jesus moving in this world. You will see me because I live. You will also live. You will participate in this living God, in this life now, right now, living Not waiting to enter into life once we die, but entering into this life now by God's gift. And on that day, you'll realize that I am in my father, you are in me and I am in you. This is a dance that that right there is called union. I'm in you, you're in me, we're in you, right? Like we, we, we can't even fathom this concept of saying, God saying, I'm gonna make my home in you. And you is not individual, you is collective. And that collective means we also need you individually because you make the body more complete because God loves you and there's a child and you were created in that. You, i will make my home in you people used to think that the dwellings of god were in buildings and spaces like the temple all these stories of all these holy places and what jesus is saying you want to know what the holy place is it's you it's you you're the holy place not because you got it together not because you've done anything to be holy because I am with you this story is about union and whoever has my commands will keep them this is the one who loves me and the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them God dwells in us this is about union and this is what is shaping this context now if we go to verse 15 and we read this thing if you love me Keep my commands, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. This sounds, if we read it in a vacuum, if we read it right here, this sounds sort of transactional. Meaning, Jesus is saying, all right, here's how this bargain works. If you love me, I'm going to love you and give you the Spirit. And if you love me, you're going to obey me. If you obey me, then I will give you the Spirit. It sounds sort of transactional but if we don't read it in light of what is taking place in here, what Jesus is doing, and what he's done in John 13. And John 13 is one of the most beautiful texts. I love John 13. John 13 is where Jesus comes in before the Passover, and he kneels down, and he serves his disciples and washes their feet. And he's like, oh, you call me Lord, you call me Master, um, but I wash your feet. You don't know what I'm doing now, but you'll understand it later. And I'm leaving you an example to do as I do. And he serves them. And he loves them. And this was a very specific thing. It's not the biggest thing that he did, but it was an example of saying, Oh, do what I've done. Serve others. I'm Lord. I'm Master. And here's what I do. This is what I want you to do. But a little bit later, in John 13, Jesus says this in order to push the point even further in this. And he tells him, he says, i got a new command for you. So here in 14, it says, if you love me, you're going to obey my commands. Well, just before this, he's given them a new one. This is, uh, many believe that in John's gospel, this is his great commission. This is what he's sending out his disciples to do. And what he's sending them out to do is this. In John 13, 34 and 35, it says, this is what it looks like. I leave you an example. I want you to love others as I have loved you in the way that i've loved you i want you to love others and the world will know that you're my disciples by the way that you love so the great commission in matthew is about go and make disciples well john is saying the same thing how do you be a disciple what do disciples do they love like jesus and how did jesus love he gave himself self-giving love so if we read John 14, if you love me, obey me, it should start this way. I love you. I'm going to give myself to you. And so we don't be in a relationship with you. So if you love me, love like I do. I love you. I care about you. You're mine. I'm going to love you to the end. If you love me, which is free and, you, and, and, and it's reciprocal, I'm not going to coerce you to love me. But if you love me, then love like me. That's what Jesus is saying. It's not transactional, it's relational. It's what union looks like. Here's my love, receive it. You've got to be loved by me. I'm going to demonstrate for you what love looks like in its self-giving. You you understand what that is? So love looks like the cross, where Jesus was like, "I'm I'm going to give my life. I'm not going to fight, I'm going to give it as an act of love the world. And Jesus says, here's the command that I give you, love like me. And in John 13, he washes feet, and then a little bit later, he's going to give his life in the full context of it. And that's what self-giving love looks like. And he invites us to say, so if you love me, obey my command, love like Jesus. Self-giving love. And part of that Sharon even shared a beautiful example of just listening and all of a sudden somebody popped into her head. And because that person popped into her head, she was been reminded of like, what love looks like. She was like, I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to use my time and my resources for them. It's just going to check into them. It's an act of love. It's a small act of love. But it's an act of love, and it's an act of love like Jesus. Let me, let me reach out to them uh we my we've had a carmel and i've had a really good week she had a really good week of breathing and then last night at nine o'clock she has a terrible asthma attack i mean bad so bad that i it was one of the 911 calls and the ferndale fire department are, are the closest and so they come and it's traumatic and um, we were thinking, hey, this is gonna be a great night. The kids are going to bed. I had um, a buddy coming over with his son. We we're going to eat some ice cream. Um, you know, once everybody's down. And all of a sudden, they arrive and chaos is breaking out in my house. And I'm like, hey, wait, I, I can't hang out. I've just called 911. They're they're coming. They come and they and they, they get her. I'm like, okay, we're gonna take her in to give her breathing treatments, and she's not doing well. And so she goes into that, and this all of a sudden, so I got two young boys. I got a two year old, and I got a seven year old in my house, and I need to be with Carmel because she can't talk. You know, she needs an advocate. She needs an advocate there in the hospital. Even though all those people are great, you need an advocate when you're in the hospital. And so Jim and his son were there, and I'm like, all right, guys, um, I I need to go and and be there. And I'm, you know, my tendency is to probably. been the truth a bit and say, okay, I'll I'll be back in a couple hours. (laughs) So, but they were there and they're like, hey, we are here until you don't need us to be. And for me, that was 3 a.m. And they're just sitting, and hanging out, and just being present in case my boys need them. And so they're like, all right, well, let's clean their house. (laughs) So my my buddy and his 16-year-old kid are giving of themselves to love me and my wife and my kids. That's what self, self-giving love looks like, right, in the midst of all of our storms. It's the simple and it's the big where we pour that out. This is what Jesus is inviting us into loves he loves um one of the things that we talk about here in our community is that we have this um, one of the uniques of our communities we say that our heroes are among us these are our heroes you all everyday people living and lovingly jesus that's every one of you doing this and sometimes the ways are grand very costly, and other times they're, they're small, but they're still self-giving. And this is what we celebrate. We have story beyond story of this happening in your lives and in others, and in that, that is participating in the life of Jesus. Now, Jesus is talking about all this because we cannot live in this way of self-giving without the Spirit of God who's breathing into us and animating us and giving us life and speaking to us and saying, you're not an orphan. You haven't been abandoned. This is the voice of our God, our Father, who says, you're mine, you haven't been abandoned. The biggest fear of this world is this, you are alone, no one has your back, and there's not enough. And the Spirit of God continues to speak into that big lie, saying, you are not alone. I've got your back, and I've got a household that is with you, and there's enough. You might be losing, but I've got your back. You've got a family that has your back, and there's enough. Because this is what the household looks like, because this is what Jesus says, gives. This is what we're invited into, that kind of love. And boy, do we ever need it. And is it ever so beautiful. This is what the body of Jesus looks like. The dwelling place of God where people be moving for the good of others. By the power of God's Spirit, not by your own striving. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you the Spirit who will be with you and in you. We, um, on this Sunday, we want to pause here, and we have some facilitators to move us into discussion, just to kind of say, what do you think? Um, And so we want you to come around one of those facilitators. The conversation will last 20 minutes. And then after that conversation, we've set up the chance your group will come up and take communion. This is an act where Jesus was with his disciples and broke bread and wine and gave it to all the people who were gathered around him and said, this is my life. This is the self-giving nature of God. We're reminded of who Jesus is and who we are in the eating and drinking together. And so it's an open table and we invite you to come to it. But we're going to have a small discussion facilitated by uh, one of our community members. Um, You don't have to share if you don't have anything coming to your mind. But we know that your experience will make this way better. Your stories and your thoughts and your examples and your story will make this better. We grow and we learn from each other. And so I want to invite you to pull around one of our facilitators. I think there's four questions. They're going to guide us through. If you have an answer and you want to participate, we welcome your voice. We need your voice. We need your perspective. We need your doubts. We need your fears. We, we need your vulnerability and your honesty. But really, we just want you to, to join in. And so um, if, if you're a facilitator, would you, would you stand up so that we can know where the pockets of people can go around? Okay, so we have Sandy right up here in the front, and then we have Liv right back in here. We have Julia who's standing there, and we have Maddie at there in the brown at there by the boy and we have Taylor that's in there and we have Trent which we might move you back and then we have Roy Roy's going to pop up in here to the front and then we have Jill waving her hand in the back so we're going to say like six seven people around those facilitators 20-minute conversation then we're going to close with communion and then we say take a plant on your way all right enough instruction so We invite you, come around a person in conversation and make your way, just kind of pull up closely and you can kind of just sit there and hang out.